Hello, and welcome to Weird Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host. And it is. It's me. It's Dad, Pete Weary. Glad to be with you, son. So we just covered two different episodes We're on We're not going to have a sponsor on this? You know what? Let's do the sponsor. Yeah, I wanted to do the sponsor. The sponsor's by GoPro, which without <laughs> those, what? There would be no video. Right. And folks, I don't know if now, you know Now this. that you say that, though, maybe there's some people who wish that we weren't. <laughs> we didn't have GoPro. <laughs> oh, no, GoPro from the Wirio. Um, no, listen, we're grateful for GoPro. And if they ever want to get behind us, we would be thrilled to have them because without them, we wouldn't have these cool cameras, this cool, this cool uh, filming. And as well, we need their sponsorship. So jump in, Go, uh, GoPro. GoPro for the Wearies. I believe the model is the hero. So, is it the hero? I mean, what more could you ask for from a manhood podcast? Wouldn't you want to be my hero? Sorry. You know, it's moments like these that remind me why we have so much work to do in the musical department. Oh, Um, the legal department. And I said that. (laughs) I didn't say the legal department. I said the music department. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Probably legal too. So today we wanted to talk about uh, mentoring. And uh, for us, really, I mean, we did manhood mentoring, maturity, but mentoring really for us is discipling. Uh, so the last two episodes were kind of first the the theology behind manhood and then the the practical application of what does it mean to be a man. And so very similarly, we want to talk about like the biblical roots of discipleship and what it means to be a disciple, what it means to disciple someone. And then uh, we'll talk about more practical application of that, um, what it actually means on the ground, especially in today, uh, it's culture and in our day-to-day lives, what it means to disciples. So today is kind of that, that biblical foundations for what is it, what is a disciple? What does it mean to disciple? Um, what are your, your initial thoughts? Well, my initial thoughts is that you have opened in front of you the Bible, 2 Timothy 2, yeah. um, 1 through 4, especially uh, verses, I believe, 2 and 3. Um, I think verse 4 is, no man that worth entangleth himself the fears of this life that he hath pleased him, hath chosen him. I have the NIV here, but that's that, close. That, that, that is the KJV right well, there. Well, it's my society verse in college. So, oh, so, there you so, go. But, um, you well, know, let, me, let me read that for no, you. Oh. Before you read it, this is yeah. amazing, folks. This is cool. You didn't probably, you might know this, but this is really, Acts 20, 24, I would tell people was my life verse. Mm. Okay. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, but that I might finish my course with joy. So that's what I was like, this is what God's called me to do. But I didn't know you could do this. Mm -hmm. Don't tell anyone, even the listeners. I changed my life verse. It's not like I was a cat and got a second life, but I changed my life verse, and it's one you're going to read. You're a double-minded man. No, Unstable. No. <laughs> I really want people to hear. Yeah. When I read this, I said, this is who I want to be. Yeah. This is who I believe God created me to be. So read 2 Timothy. Go ahead and read verse 1. Yeah, two, I, was three. I was planning on it because it's good. It's like, you then, my son. So Paul's discipling Timothy. Right. Go ahead. No, read verses 1 through 4 even if you want Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Folks, stay with us. You then, my son, Paul talking to Timothy, Paul mentoring, discipling Timothy, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard from me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. 
Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. So theologically, there's a crazy ending to that. If you truly are a follower of Christ, mm. it's going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna we're gonna get to some of this, but listen to that last part of it. You know, you don't don't get entangled, world, because it's gonna happen. There's gonna be challenges. Finish verse four. Read verse yes. four again, and folks. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Which I mean, that that's Christ, right? That that's what we're supposed to respond. That's who we're we're looking to please. An audience of one. If you want to go, I know that's a. It's a, it's a, it's a great statement. Audience of one's a great statement, but there's a lot that entails in being a mm. And usually people don't think about, um, weekend getaways as a soldier. They think about the discipline, the uh, determination, mm. the rigors, the work, the, the sacrifice. sacrifice, the willingness to give one's life. I mean, there's, and that's why I think when you get rolling here, you talk about, when I was doing this, I remember started sharing the gospel with people and really started. That's why there's this, okay, it's not just to multiply, it's to disciple. And that's how you really do it. Mm. And I remember reading Bonhoeffer, The Cost of Discipleship, which you're going to mention. Yeah. But I also read Chan's book and Platt's book. And none of this was in any way, careful folks, don't mean this easy believism, just trust Jesus in your heart. Uh, this was for, for our listeners, radical right? By Platt. What was the Chan book that you Because I know there's a couple of that. Uh, they're over on the corner, so I don't know exactly each one, but I want to believe one's multiplying up. Chan's basically talk about the cost of discipleship. I think it's multiplying. And, and Radical yep. is not really the book that Platt did. I think he had the book Follow Me. Oh, okay. okay. Which was a discipleship book. Follow Me. So, I mean, take up your cross, which is not light. It's yeah. burden. Follow me. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned cost of discipleship. And for me, when we talk about discipleship, that has become a cornerstone book in my own faith. Um, I think as I heard some conflicting things growing up in terms of theology, um, I'm not here to bash anyone and none of this reflects on you. That's not, there's, there, there's a specific, a specific preacher that I remember, uh, who would come in and preach and he talked about how easy it was to believe the gospel and then as soon as uh, and then as soon as he'd preach an evangelism message, he'd then talk about how easy it was to, uh, or how little assurance you had of your faith if you weren't following the gospel. And so which kind of led to a lot of numbers, which is why I think he kind of preached that way. I don't know if he did that in, uh, uh, intentionally, but it was very dangerous. Yeah, there's this idea of like one. Oh, it's just easy to follow Christ. And then once you like once he kind of had people who were saved, they would he would just be like, Well, if you're not doing this, this, and this, then you should be questioning your salvation. And then he'd have there'd be like just people coming forward in droves. Multiple. And um that to me was uh I'm a very I'm a naturally introspective person. And now looking back as a kid, I realized like I was like, how did I like man, everyone else must be doing so much better because they're not going forward. And what it was is they just 
like listened to him and they were not as gullible and <laughs> they were like, I'm well, not walking that, up again. They, they, they weren't concerned about it. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I was, I was way too introspective. I'd be like, Oh man, did you I, know, where, like, where, <laughs> right. Where did I mess up? Yeah. In, did I have enough faith when I said, yeah, you know, no, I wanted to go to, you know, all that stuff. Um, and what I appreciated about, um, uh, cost of discipleship with Bonhoeffer is it kind of starts with that, um, attack on cheap grace. And that grace is, is a costly thing. It cost Christ his life, right? This isn't like, it's just something that's just like handed out. And what we see even more, and this is, I think the, the big thing I want to hit, um, couple things, but, uh, the, the big oh, umbrella idea is that a disciple is someone who answers the call, come follow me. So if you're going to disciple someone, you have to issue an invitation, right? Say, come follow me. And they have to respond. You cannot make someone follow. And, you know, to kind of go along with that, if we are following Christ, then the person who is following us should be following Christ and they should be Christ's disciple, not I, but the power Not of Christ disciples, in me. right? Or PJ disciples, they should be Christ followers because we're following Christ. Yes, which and so Paul will say things like, "Follow me as I follow Christ," as which I, is important. As, yeah, yeah, very big. And then, but then he corrects the Corinthians and he says, "No, no, no, you're not. Uh, you know, some say I am of Paul, I am of Apollos. You know, uh, I can't remember. There, you know, he throws a couple. I think one's I, I, I'm of Christ, which they're probably like." Jesus juking the other groups, but yeah, holier, like I, <laughs> yeah, no, we yeah. get it. Yeah. But the, the idea that we are all disciples of Christ or we're not disciples at all. And so when we talk about discipling in that manhood, mentoring, maturity, that, that mentoring idea for us is based around kingdom living. It's about not just kingdom living, but kingdom building that we, um, we want God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And uh, so the way that Bonhoeffer and Cost of Discipleship really walks through this is for him, if you're going to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, that's the blueprint of that is in the Sermon on the Mount. And so, and a citizen of the kingdom of heaven is, I think, another word for, another term for disciple. Mm -hmm. um, Follower. So, yes. And so, you know, when, when we talk about give us this day our daily bread, it's it's looking and seeing that that's that comes through that comes through Christ when it says forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors um that is something that was only possible through Christ and so I, I want to hear more from you but I, the thing last thing I want to leave with is this idea of discipleship is not just like hey I meet with this one guy I disciple him and then we're like, we're good. Disciples are made within the context of the church and it is one person reaching out to another person but there's interconnected webs and it's all building up together. And if you look around you and your community is being transparent and broken about their sin, and then others are extending forgiveness, the, you will truly see sin abounds, but grace abounds much more. And so this idea of discipleship has to be taken in with both individual responsibility, like that's something that I need to do. And I need to, I want to be careful, but make happen. Like that's on my list of, of things that I need to do as a believer. Um, but it's 
only possible inside the uh, as as First John talks about it, the circle of life, the if that you are in the light versus in the darkness, and the, these are communities. Yeah, big thing. So one of the things I would say is one of the things I think the church, and I've said this for years, and I don't think I'm a genius, but I think it's scriptural. Okay, the church is fallen in love with programs and have forgotten mm. people. Mm. People need one-on-one discipleship. When they first get saved, that's why we have some people fall by the wayside, others choked by um, the, the, the cares of this world. Cares of this world, the, the, the weeds. weeds. And, yep. and, and the truth is, what a good discipler does is points those things out and says, no, no, come and follow Christ. Yeah. Come and follow Christ. And then I think one of the interesting things is you're saying this, it goes to Proverbs 27, um, where we read, open wounds, mm. our true friend will be willing to do that. Um, that's the chapter. It's Open Irish. rebuke is better than secret love. Yeah, open rebuke, secret love, faithful are the wounds of a friend. That's verse but six. the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Right, and then verse 14, beware of the person that flatters. Okay, like that's not a really true friend. A true friend is willing. So... For example, in our ministry, uh, I have a couple of men that I'm probably a little closer in, but all of us step into each other's lives. Mm. And maybe it's because it's coaches too. Like everybody's yeah. a coach and they're not afraid to, <laughs> yeah, to say yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's some really good to that. But I look at um, our church and I think of what uh, our assistant pastor said. If you're not discipling someone, do it. I mean, it just didn't even play around. <laughs> And so, you know, even this last hour, I was on a text talking to a man that um, we have spent some time in the last week, and I'm going to go through a book with him. And I said, you need to go reach that other guy, but we all will hold each other accountable. Here's the, the, the depth of it. Jesus spent the age of 33, three and a half years, and kind of what you said, he embodied discipleship by not just meeting once a week. Hmm. And doing a little book. Okay, now, he was the truth, and the truth shall set you free. He is the word of God, but it was 24-7. And if it wasn't 24-7, so you give him seven hours of sleep or eight, 16 hours a day seeing people in the cauldron of life. And that is why the church community is so important, putting people into different scenarios where there is a revelation of where they put their identity, a revelation of uh, their arrogance, pride. All the, I, I said this to a couple of people the other day. I said, we're all broken people. And about 10 minutes to a half an hour later, a guy said to me, he goes, you know, I took offense to that at first, but I really, it's true. And yesterday we saw a mom deal with her child and son, and she texted me, said, thank you for giving me that time so I can be with my depraved child. And we all laugh, but the truth is all of us mm. are depraved. Yeah. We're all broken. And the privilege we have is to step into one another's lives. Okay. And a husband should disciple his wife. And the truth is the, this, the wife should disciple the husband. She should point out areas of this is what I see Christ doing in this situation. So, Submitting to one another. Yeah. Back yeah. to the very beginning of our manhood discussion. Oh, no, I'm the man. She said, that's not true. Okay. And so the church has given us this opportunity. Christ has 
to really, really pour into others. And the truth is, as you just said in Second Timothy, it was Paul unto Timothy, Timothy unto other faithful men who will then do it to others. And a that few. is what's been going on. A few. Right. Right. I mean, like well, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus had 12. Right. And, you know, people love to throw out 12 and even Jesus, what? <laughs> he had lost one. one. That, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and I don't know how that <laughs> relates in the kingdom. I mean, that was a right, clearly right. sovereign yeah, use. Yeah. But what it does help us do is mm-hmm. say, you can't disciple everybody, but you should be discipling somebody and yes. some people, and they should all be part of it. And Peter, James, and John, and Bartholomew, and others, they each discipled uh, one another by asking questions, living in their life, seeing things, pointing things out. You know, we see Jesus with, um, uh, he doesn't quite have all the authority in John 17, but he's, he is about to come into his authority. And, you know, we talk about he did teach the disciples, right? Um, and so, you know, you, you made the, the comment about like, oh, it doesn't just go through a little book. Going through the little book is good, right? Right. You, you want teaching, but you also need embodying. But something that just has really st- stuck with me is that when we talk about like, the, like whoever I disciple is not mine, not no. my disciple, no. it's Christ's disciple. But even like, you know, follow me as I follow Christ, but even Christ... One of the things he did the most was pray. And he didn't just pray, you know, sometimes like, and he prayed sometimes like this where he was communing with his father. But in John 17, he prays for his disciples. He prays for their protection. He prays for them to grow. He prays for their perseverance. And so dealing with the world, one of the uh, works you're going to have to do as a discipler is you have to pray because when we talk about bringing someone from darkness to light, from death to life. That is not you. You are merely a facilitator. So if you are not praying for those you're discipling, you are not doing the work because it is the power of Christ in you. And if you if we get so caught up in programs or we get so caught up in like, well, I've done these five steps and it's worked 75% of the time, you know, <laughs> 75% of the time works every time. Um, it's just that, that to me, if we're going to recognize, and we have to, that discipleship and mentoring is about building up and creating mature Christians who uh, live in light, live in life, then we have to start on our knees praying for these people. Okay, so... You've struck a chord with me, and we don't need another book on how to do this, this, and this. Sometimes mm. it seems that this is how the church will grow. We already have that. What we need—we have do, a lot of those, <laughs> right? Well, but, but we have many the, good the ones. Word of God, and then I think the key is God is God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. And you can't have an understanding of the Spirit unless you are seeking. God and seeking the Spirit's work in your life and how give you discernment to help someone in this spot or yourself. God is fluid. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that, that's going to be hard for some people because they're going to say, oh, he's truth. But I believe how he works is fluid. It, it doesn't, it, there's no set pattern. There's this amazing work that the Spirit does. And, uh, and the reason I tell you or say that is... Uh, God is always 
faithful, right? Like that's, right. that's what I mean, it, when we say it's not changing. God doesn't change, but yes. how he works is not a plan or a program. He's spoken to us in many ways in various, uh, through various prophets and teachers and, and just, now through just, his son. Yeah. Well, he just it, look at how he did, he led or administered and disciple. It was through someone grabbing his hem of his garment. Yeah. Another, it's not well, look, come to church and we're going to have this Bible study and you're going to be fine. It's not that it's a blind man. It's a man with a withered hand. It's Peter fishing. And he goes, Hey, arrogant one. Yeah. Could you imagine if Jesus only ever healed the same way? And it was always just like the mud, you know, it's like, people buy mud, that mud. I'll tell you, what. Be, that'd be a great, Come Wait, to, come to Israel and purchase this mud. This is the if same, he worked the same way mud. every time. If he worked the same way every time, then you know what we would have today? We'd have a lot of people who would have faith in the mud and not yes. Jesus. And, and, and man, I, and I'm really, I, I just have, uh, we're, we're dealing with scenario where scriptures were always written in context. He went to different places mm-hmm. and he dealt with people in different ways because of their different journeys. Yes. And that's where we, that's why discipleship can't not be a, 10 page, I mean, a 10 day study of this and you're in, you're good. No, there's different, different challenges. It'd be nice if that's how, like, you, if you do this 10 day study, your marriage will be perfect. <laughs> so again, people would worship the book more than the, the creation, not more than the creator. Right. right. That this book works. Jesus works. Yeah. And that's where, that's why it was so important that he came down and he, he embodied discipleship. That's why the incarnation matters that we saw obedience in human form. This is what it means to obey. And so, um, and that showed up in a multitude of ways because he's a person operating in several different situations. Really, really good dad. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Love you. Love you too.